Hello everyone, this is Carmen. I'm Moises. Welcome to Yoga Burn. Yoga Burn. The title of today's episode is... Don't be chicken. <laughs> you, always, you always come up with a different title. That's what we no, talk about. No. Yes. <laughs> no. Listen, that's what I heard. The title, what I ask you to prepare... I prepare. Is... Don't be chicken. Emotions that come up when you do inversions... <laughs> and, and how to overcome them, obviously, and do the inversion. Therefore, don't be chicken. That's a that's a very big simplification. Oversimplification. Oversimplification. But I think this is a great topic Especially because you can avoid the, being chicken. There's, there's a lot of things that we can that we can talk about. You know, when it comes, there's a lot of mental aspect when it comes to inversions, and for many people it's something that they need to overcome it takes much longer than the physical aspect um, to overcome and so you know i think it's it's it's, it's a great awesome. it's, it's a great topic I agree. to talk about so do you want to you want to start or do i want to start do you want to start i want to start i don't know because for me it was the i don't know i don't know if it's a recognition yeah and it's so it's real if it's like a fear, so it's unreal. There's like a, I believe, so, but it's not really, it's just happening in my head. But when doing the handstand, the, the jumping itself, I, the feeling I got is like my shoulders will not prevent me from eating the floor. That's it. I mean, so that is where I think I started there and I decided to stay more or less in that area. <laughs> yeah. So um, I'm very expert on that area. Beyond that, Mm, maybe not so much, right? But that I mean that, that was for me because I mean the basic biggest. But you but I you've taught shoulders, you've right? taught many 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 to many many practitioners. Yeah. Inversions, you know, headstand, forearm balance, handstands, etc. Um. Yeah. I. I but so is it a, is it like a physical? Because I think it's a physical thing. I mean, you need to gain enough strength for your shoulders to prevent you from eating the ground. Yes. And that is how you start. It's one thing that you need to acquire for sure is enough strength so that you believe that you can actually do it. Because I've seen many people that are strong enough mm-hmm. that you see them and you're like, it's, this person can definitely go upside down and then they can't. They're like, freaking no, out. they're yeah. freaking out. True. Even true. against the wall. I mean, I, I'm not talking in the middle of a room, which is very, a very normal you know, feeling of self-preservation, like if I, I cannot jump because I don't know how to hold my balance. I mean, against the wall, they're just, they freak out so much and you have to convince them, wow, you are, it's just so in your head so much. I mean, you are a hundred percent strong enough to be able to do this. So how can I make the point? How can I prove it to you that you are strong enough to do it, you know? Mm-hmm. And and so, but definitely, I mean, it's one, one aspect that you need to consider to have enough strength and it's But that is the easy one because I mean, if the, let's say that you've never had any kind of accident of any kind, you just yeah. came in and started doing handstands or trying to do any kind of inversion right? and you just had trouble jumping up or staying up for more than three seconds and maybe the problem is just strength. So you just practice and then you gain more strength and then you are done, right? And Eventually, after like a couple of months, months for sure, I mean, yeah, a couple of months will do it, 
Like if you practice that and you do like a down dog against the wall or you do any kind of like more strengthening as poses, you will gain enough strength on the arms and the shoulders, whatever they have to, like the back, all the things that you have to be strong at, and you'll be more comfortable going upside down. But I think the more interesting question is, what happened if you fell, right? If you, you've had some kind of, and it doesn't have to be a really bad fall, oh my God, I broke something. No, no, no. You just went through a traumatic experience. Right. right? So you freaked out. And it was like, oh my God, I thought it was, like, it was so, so overwhelming. And, blah, blah, blah. and uh, nothing happened to me. I mean, maybe I got like a little bruise on my leg, but it went out away in like five days. Like, I mean, it doesn't so have to be. Nothing like, really happened. Nothing really yeah. physical was broken or like, but that stupid, silly thing prevents you from going up into an, an inversion for the next five years. That's, I mean, what happened to me, I saw someone when I was very young, um, you know, and actually I didn't remember, I, I didn't have this memory for many years. Mm. And even when I started doing handstand, I couldn't understand why I could not even kick against the wall. Because a lot of people, you know, on, the, on day one, they go yeah. to the wall, put the hands down, kick really strongly, and they go hit the wall. And I could never do that. I was completely frozen. But I saw someone falling on their heads when when we were, you know, just going poop down like, you know, and that person, we were like six or seven. And so that just stayed within me for a very long time. Even when I did martial arts, I did Aikido, Aikido for many years. And we were like conditioning or something. And part of the conditioning sometimes was to do handstands against the wall. There was no way. I never, ever, ever, ever did a handstand or in, in school when you do, you know, gymnastics, when you do your class, your physical um, practice. No, never, 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 never. And so when I came to yoga, I was like, there's just no way. I mean, I mean, first of all, when I first started, there was not that much emphasis in handstand, mm-hmm. you know, in a handstand practice. That was 25 years ago. I mean, a lot of things have changed in the past 25 years. But the first time I I was confronted with a handstand, I'm like, no, there's no, I, I have never been able to do this in this previous years. I just can't. And, and then eventually, I mean, I, it was a very, very long road to actually being able to kick up something that people do on day one. So it took me almost one year to actually find the courage to kick up against the wall and, and do it consistently, you know. And so it was just a lot of dedication, a lot of down dogs at the wall, a lot of, you know, practicing on hallways so that you climb your feet up the wall and then the other wall is right there. You know, so it was, I had a very narrow hall, um, hallway, and that, that's where I would, you know, practice my handstands because I, otherwise I just couldn't kick from the ground. It was not, not possible. And so the fear is there. It just paralyzes you so much. Whether it's happened to you or it's happened something you've seen that it has traumatized you. And I just couldn't shake it off. And I also did a lot of meditations and, and all that. And, you know, kind of, you know, meditating also what is happening, what is going on, what's... And to me, one thing that happens is through repetition... Uh, like mindful repetition, then fear is just, I mean, it has a sense of being there. It makes sense because it 
prevents you from doing crazy things and your body is a way of your body telling you preservation yeah don't do it something's going to happen if we do this so maybe your shoulders are not strong enough or your wrists or you know if you have some you've had some wrist injury or elbow injury or something and then you know you don't wind up you know fall poorly or anything or just have an accident but on the other hand is kind of it doesn't make sense sometimes you know mm-hmm. like what is telling you like all these fantasies of things that could go wrong and all these things and it just and it moves so much like you try to analyze it and the fear moves in your mind or even in your body I don't even know how to explain it but it just it just keeps on moving and going and hiding in different places um, so uh, it, it makes sense. So for me, it was essential to find a solution, to find a pose, to find whether it's, you know, with a lot of props or whatever that is, that I could be with my fear, be in there, not so overwhelming that so that the fear would not be so overwhelming that I, I just could not listen to anything else because as we know you know when fear is just king you know it dominates you then you cannot listen to anything else it's, it's just like you're panicking you're freaking out and but if it's just a little bit a little bit of fear then you're mm, okay I'm, I'm okay and then you're rewind your brain and in your body and things that are starting to change mm-hmm. you know beliefs are starting to change in your mind like i can do this it's not that bad you know kind of kind of mindset so the hardest part was to find those drills for me and for others when i was teaching handstand like what is the perfect exercise for you or exercises that you can do that would trigger a little bit that mm-hmm. so we keep on working on that fear or or balancing and all that aspect without dominating so much the whole arena those poses that you found that uh, it was like a bit easier did you realize or did you notice if you were breathing differently was that a part of the re-education for you or not part of the Probably in the beginning, it was I was not that conscious, you know, about my breathing. How am I breathing now that I'm panicking? Okay, we are all clear that if you're like, <sighs> then we know that something is is off. But how much is is this calm? Is this semi calm? Is it is this agitated or very agitated? I think. Mm, At first, I was not aware of that, but you have to breathe in a somewhat calm manner. I mean, the, the theory should—the theory that the little we know about everything, right? But uh, the little I know about anything, <laughs> you know so much more. But the little two things I know about anything, um, supposedly, we the the sympathetic nervous system, the one that goes on its own, like like the fight or flight, right? And there's also a response, like the whole plane dead. Like when like a little squirrel in the like go in the jungle. Or I don't know if there's squirrels in the, in the jungle. In the forest. Well, squirrel in the jungle makes more sense. <laughs> so there's a squirrel in the jungle, right? And then a big boa shows up, and the poor thing goes ah, and you play dead, right? So there's like a the whole fight 
or flight or like, a, so there's a response of the nervous system to protect you that you go and play dead, like boom, boom, completely paralyzed, like paralyzed, boom. Like the, the heart rate goes down, everything like chunk and you get like paralyzed, right? But that has to do with the sympathetic nervous system. And supposedly that is the upper part of the lungs that yeah. is more connected to it, right? right? So when you have to do something like strenuous and go run for your life, the air goes in and out really fast into the chest so you can actually pump it and get the heck out and then... But the parasympathetic nervous system, right, has more the connections to the belly part of the lungs, like the lower part of the, of the lungs. So in theory, if what the bullshit I'm about to come up with is true, <laughs> I don't know, you go find that pose where you can still think a little bit. Like you're not completely controlled by the trauma that came before, uh, automatic nervous system response or shit like that, right? You can think a little. You get into the pose and you stay in the pose, breathing as calmly, as as low in the, in the lungs as you can. Theory says that you're, you are reprogramming the body response to that experience. Because yeah. you are now getting the resting and breathing and feeding part of the nervous system, like the funny, happy, la, 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 right? Right. So the then, because <clears throat> sometimes you, you have like a fear or stuff like that, and I do those so many meditations, release this, release that, and release the other thing. Right. But they are not so associated with a, with a position of the body. I mean, this is more complex to some extent. I mean, you are... It is not like, oh my God, I have to, I am afraid of uh, speaking in public. And then you practice that and you do your releases and you imagine yourself doing it. And uh, you find the, I don't know, the energies of the fear and you release through 17 ways that I have to release the crap, right? And go do my meditations. There's a wonderful library full of meditations <laughs> at cyogalive.com. Go do them all. And that will help. They will help mm-hmm. if you release it. No but doubt. on top of that, there's a whole nervous system that you need to rewire to some extent because the thing wired itself the way it did to protect you. I mean, it's not like this fear is so horrible and we think that uh, that is it's, it's, it's my an enemy. enemy. It's an enemy. Exactly. Yeah. I, I don't agree with that. I mean, I, I mean, it may not be the most pleasant way of Having your but you have you act. have to befriend your fears. But no I doubt. I think that yeah. the fear is the friend, the body is the friend, the response is the friend. The whole thing was done for your benefit. Like yes. you saw, you were a little kid. You saw somebody falling in the head, and your body said, "We don't want that." Yeah. That is that that shit just freaked us out. We are not doing that. So yeah. don't even jump. Right. Yeah. I mean, and it was a very dramatic way of responding. And uh, then you grew up and said, "Now I want to do a handstand." And then the, the programming from before you go, that is not serving me. And now you have to undo it, right? But the, it was done with the best of intentions, I think. I mean, the... the and yeah, just your, your brain, your nervous system, everything. It just, you know, and just to protect you for what, what you thought, okay, this is to protect Carmen. That is how, how we're going to do it. Um, I think it's just, there's a, what you said, like meditations and, and you know, fear that comes in like in meditations or something but also in yoga poses there's some sort of relationship between those as well I mean I cannot pinpoint but you know when you release one something's going to happen and it will change the way you think 
and vice versa. The way you, when you release something in your mind, it's also going to affect your physical practice. And you know, it's 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 just so fascinating to, and we can't figure out how that works precisely. But I I very much believe that. So it's some you have some amazing release, some amazing meditation or something, and then you you feel so much lighter uh, for weeks. And you're, you know, you just, you can practice so much better. You just feel like something lifted off your shoulders or, or off your heart and you feel much lighter in your heart, etc. Or mm-hmm. you just, you know, you, you did a meditation or, or, and, and then your hip flexors feel so much more open because it, it, it just released, right? And vice versa. Sometimes, you know, you have a, such a good practice and then you go and you do, you practice your meditation and it feels just so in sync and so fascinating. So that just the interconnections between the both of them, body and mind, it's just we are just starting to tap into that. But I find one of the reasons why I like to do inversions is because you can tap into that mental aspect of the practice so much, especially as adults. I mean, when you're like when we're talking about when you're a child, you just you just go jump and it's very automatic. And you don't even want to hear about the theory of it. You don't even want to. It doesn't bother. It it's just boring. it's not important. It's not important to boring. me. And like I don't care. Just how, position your hips on top of your shoulders to maintain a straight line, and make you sure that you keep pushing. Yeah. Elevate your scapulas into your ears, and they'd be like, what, what? Is, "What is a scapula?" I mean, I yeah. I don't care. You know, yeah. I, I don't care about this. But as an adult, as an adult, and as you keep going and you know growing and growing and getting older and older, people rely more on that brainy part. So they they need to, to a certain degree, they need understand. to understand that. You know, some people obviously they also operate on feeling, you know, on emotions, and and to to some degree, all of us do. Like you have to feel your hands, then you have to feel your balance on your hands. You have to feel things. But before that. There's a lot of theory that if you also depends on your background. Like we, I came, you know, I, I came to yoga pretty late in the game. So you know, after doing like studying in college, etc. So my brain was already just very wired that way. I needed to understand how does this pose work, like mechanically, not just only anatomically, but how does this work? I need to understand the physics of it. I need to, I need to understand everything, and. I think a lot of people are like that. You know, they just, they come to this yoga practice or to the handstanding inversion practice as adults and they, they need to understand, their brains need to understand how do I position myself and, you know, okay, hips on top of here, da 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 and then the shoulders, this is, this is a closed shoulder, this is an open shoulder, okay, I get it, and I want more open shoulders for a straight line. And so... It may not happen, you know, they, the connection is not there, but intellectually they do. And they want to know that, they want to understand that. And then there's a whole phase that it could be a very long time, you know, many times years, until you can actually translate that, all that thinking into doing, you know, and just, or doing very automatically as well. So, you know, that's, that's the whole thing. But I think this, I mean, when, when you grow up, you develop the capacity for abstract thinking, for lack of a better word, way of saying it, right? I mean, you're, I don't think your brain fully develops until you're 20-something, right? 
which explains a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, but if you know the theory, you you have like a like a goal. You have a, a place to go towards, right? Like in your in your brain or in your head, in your mind, somebody tells you. You do this, you do this, you do that, you put the shoulder here, the arm here, the blah, blah, blah here. And in your head, you start building some kind of, uh, maybe not plan, but I mean, final stage or... And also something that has been very good is that having so many examples around us now. And I mean like the social media, as crap as it is, right? I mean, the... And, and as it's awful, not all crap. <laughs> okay, let's, just, let, let's move on. That's let's another move episode. On. Let's, let's move on. Let's we'll move call it on. the crap. <laughs> Let's move on. And then, yeah, so, so many examples. So you have examples now. You have like all kinds of people showing you their stuff. Right. Awesome stuff. Yeah. Really nice stuff. <laughs> Fantastic stuff. <laughs> and some crap. So your brain can create that image of where I'm going towards. And sometimes you, like, you go, you try, you feel like you're in certain position, right? Then you take a photo. Or you take a video of yourself and you go, oh my God, it feels completely different than the image I had in my mind. And you readjust that and then you keep working. And so it's a whole process of readjusting your brain, your perception, your expectation, what the body can do, right? All of that, so yeah. It is very nice to keep watching yourself, right? And that is the one point I wanted to make about the whole fear beforehand, like the, the watching part. I mean, if you could, because I think that part of the, of my theory is that part of the reason why that fear stays or part of the reason why that delusion stays or why you think it, like we are not watching, we are not, I mean, you rather not look at it. It's like, I'm, I'm going to do handstands, right? And imagine a, an, an, a student you have in, no, no, I'm not talking about anybody, right? I mean, I cannot think of anybody right now, but the, somebody comes in and they will not take direction. And then you go and try to help them, do this, do this, do that, and they take no bloody direction. That person will never want to take, be taking a photo, will never want to have video taken, or him or her doing the pose. Right. Because you want to maintain the delusion. Actually, looking at the thing just opens your eyes. Yeah. Either you are going to change what you're doing, or you're going to like lie to yourself. There's no option C. Because it is right in front of your eyes. Like, yes. this is how I'm doing it right now. Look, look, this is it. You can, you can see it, right? It's a little bit the same with the fear or the mental process. One of the reasons or one of the things that we do when we go and, oh my God, I'm so afraid of all the crap. Blah, 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 the fear prevents you from trying so you don't try, so you never get in your position to look at yourself in the post, look at the fear in the post. You don't look at it. There's, I don't know if it's a side effect, of it or it's the main reason why you're so afraid so you don't get yourself to look at it when actually I believe that the solution is to look at it yeah the yes. solution to look at it to improve to look at it to remove the fear like that's why it was so I mean I loved your approach of find a simple position find something you can do where you can breathe where you can stay where you're a little bit afraid so you have enough control of your mind to look. Because if it's too overwhelming, then you have no control, everything like a disaster, right? But if you have some control, ah, now I have enough mental cycles And if, it, if it's look. if it's too easy also... You're, There's you're, not enough fear to look at something. And you're also not going to pay that much attention, you know? Like, mm -hmm. so people, especially like in handstand, you just go like, oh, this is too easy. Like, so many times, like when, when people are... are 
in that stage that they want to get away from the wall, but they, they can't, and they still, they're, they're at the wall, but they don't pay a lot of attention to the, their form or whatever it is the drill that they're doing at the wall. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, how, if you're not paying attention now, do you think, how are you going to pay attention later in the middle of a room? Your body is trained to not pay attention. I mean, your brain is not really paying any attention in this position. You need to actually pretend that you are in the middle of a room, even though you're not touching the wall or, you know, or belly to the wall and just do your handstand drills that way. But um, pretend that there's no wall behind you. I mean, it's not wall or no wall. It's a whole world of possibilities with a wall and safely there. And then you're going to translate that into no wall. But don't you say that if you're doing handstands, one little thought gets across the head and you're gone and you're done. I mean, I, well, hopefully, you're... hopefully it's not one little thought, but Two. but some. I mean, it's three just, and you're gone. You have to be very, very strong mentally to just keep the mind engaged into what you're doing. Paying attention, you know, just paying to what attention. The thing that you're doing. Yes, paying attention because because the mind slips away so quickly and it wants to. And the longer you stay in that handstand, the faster it wants to go. The first few seconds, you're like, oh, I'm just readjusting. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm just focusing uh, how many seconds I'm just 15 seconds well it's so great I'm, I'm so awesome just be careful don't don't fall yeah but then very quickly you start like thinking about something oh I'm getting fatigued I'm getting tired I'm doing so well I'm doing I'm doing so well or I'm boom down. What, what should I do now oh oh my god I'm so tired already uh, what did I have for lunch? I feel so heavy. I mean, just so many, so many, I mean, a million things per second that come to your mind. Things are so random, so random like, did I pay my bill? And, and just, did I, did, I, did I call this person? Did I reply to this message? I, I did not do that. Oh my God, I have to do that when, when I finish. So it's just like, it goes all over the place. And then all of a sudden you're down on the floor because you're falling out of your hands then. So it's, a, it's an, an incredible exercise in concentration as well. And to me, you know, uh, when we're talking about the whole fear, learning, you know, proper form, but also your exit. Like, how, how can I exit if something goes wrong? Then that it just helps you so, so, so much. If nothing else, just learn how to fall. Like understanding the worst case scenario. Yes. Like and, and then... Yeah, you just if you spend a whole year just learning that, trust me, which I doubt it. But if you do, it, it's just such a well-invested time because then it will guarantee you that every time that you fall out of handstand, you will know how to, you know, you move your hand or you just do it like a cartwheel and you rotate on your shoulders or whatever it is that you fall, you know, however way you, you fall out of it, then you will be okay because, I mean it will have to feel very much like your hips are going slightly over. And so you have to be okay with that feeling of almost going over, but not quite falling, not quite quitting. And you have to feel very comfortable with that sensation of not having any control, but yet I, I have control. It's, it's just, you know, you're just playing that edge the whole time. And all, all of that, I mean, it just... It's just fascinating. It's just fascinating. So you, when you, just every single person that comes to your class, 
they have a different background, they have different childhoods, they have different, you know, they've done different activities when they were younger, or, you know, their brain is wired differently, they, it's, everything is very different. You know, they have different physical capacities, like maybe they're stronger or weaker or big arms or small or small torso, you name it. I mean, whatever. And then, then okay, now let's just, the great equalizer, handstand. Let's just do it. You with your body, can you go upside down right now? And it's just, it's brutal. It's just, it's so raw. It's, that's one of the things that also attracts me so much. It's just the rawness of it. There's no bullshit, like you're saying, no bullshit, no excuses. Like, ah, oh, yeah, I can almost do it. I can almost balance. No. Can you or can you not? I mean, I, I'm just, it's all like, because in yoga, so many things are not really black and white. Like, how was your meditation? Oh, it's so great. I feel so transported and so this. And, mm. you know, and so people are just, you're wrapped up in their own crap. And I'm like, or this this person like yeah I feel great in this backbend or in this pose or this and I'm like this is just terrible like form and terrible technique or something but you know can you or can you not balance it's just no lie about it the line is so clear uh, and it just it's amazing it's just it's such a peace of mind to me like <laughs> okay yes or no answer show me and go you know, and just, just do love it. it. I, I, I love it. I love it because of that, because it's, it's that raw and that authentic. And very few times in your life, you will find such a yes or no question so easily answered, you know? It's just... One more thing. I, I mean, related, but not really with the fear, but with the mental part of the, of the pose, of the inversion. I think that one of the things that is attractive about them, inversions in general, is that they are hard. Yes. Because it requires more mental process, more concentration than another pose. Because you, you go into a backbend and you're good at backbend, so your effort is zero, basically, right? Or you like uh, do an arm balance and you just push up on the ground and your body's like three like fingers like, off, the, off the floor, like a, like a hand. Or, yeah. Or... And or you like lift the leg and more or less straight or not, who cares? But this thing is like you have to get everything off the ground except your forearms or everything off the ground except your hands. Right? So the, the difficulty of it is like not pretty, slightly, pretty high. exactly pretty high. Not a little bit harder. It's much harder right away. Right? And then since it's a balancing pose, it's fun. So then the next thing you do is like I want to try to do this. I want to do something harder, right? Because I mean, we, we saw that when we do in the when we had the studio. I remember the, having the studio, and something you always say when you do the sequences, like have peak poses of all kinds of skill sets, right? Have peak poses that have to do with flexibility, have peak poses that have to do with balance, have peak poses that have to do with strength. So you had like a, somebody, a guy, especially was when I had a guy coming into the class for the first time. I always had like some kind of forearm balance for him because usually they were more stiff by nature and they were more strong by nature. So if you're stiff and strong, the inversions are going to come out easily, more easily than if you're like very bendy and not so strong. Yeah, right? I mean, I mean, uh, it depends. Let's just it's say gonna look, it, it's not going to, maybe not, it won't look that great because you awful. need to open, open yeah. your shoulders or something. Or, but yes, but the, the by, fun, def by the, default, yes. The fun part is there. Yeah. The fun part is like, 
get your forearms on the ground, kick up, and you can leave them very, very soon. And then eventually they say, I would like to do this better. And then it's when the trip, the journey starts. Like right. now you have to start doing back bends to open those shoulders so that you can actually do make, make more like a line with your body. Because otherwise, if you don't open that chest, you're never going to get the arm on top of your head. And da, 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 right. So, but you bait, you trick them. It was like right. more like a, yeah. you trick them to stay because right. it's yeah. fun. I mean, and that is a mental process. I mean, like the finding the fun, finding the entertainment and also the peace because you have to be so concentrated, otherwise you fall, that for a couple of seconds, there's nothing else in your head. And that is fantastic too. Yeah. Because I mean, like the head is all over the place so, so much that you come in and you're playing around because it's like a, there's no, I don't have like a goal of, I have to be doing this for a minute. Now you do jump, see what happens. And then this shit is fun. And you think of nothing else. And that part is beautiful about the inversion in terms of the mental part. I like agree. It agreed. blanks your mind. Yeah. Agreed. That is yes. Fun. You like that part too. I, I, I like that. I mean, as the society that, that we're living in is just so busy and so fast, you know, like 15 second reels and yeah. just ev- everything so fast and so fast paced that this is just like forcing you to stop and pause and just blank. And this is it. You're fully present in the moment. You're not having a conversation with your friend, checking your phone at the same time, or you're eating and checking your phone, or you're working out and watching your a movie on your iPad. You're doing like three things at once. No, you're not really doing one thing fully present. It's rare, also, yep. right? You drive and you're drinking your coffee and you're just like I listen to podcasts. Are you driving now? <laughs> Listening to podcasts. There you go. Stop the car. Side of the road. Listen to the podcast, then keep going home. No, and and uh, so I mean, we want your full nothing, attention. Nothing, nothing, nothing wrong. With we will nothing, take nothing less. Nothing wrong with that, but it's that's how we are trained now. We, so we, we, you, you can we keep are, driving now. You can keep. You can keep driving. You can keep driving. But one thing I I want to say that perhaps that I I don't think we have covered when the whole world of inversions, especially handstand, is that it can also be. A very demoralizing and, uh, <laughs> yeah. journey, yeah, and also a very self-deprecating arena. Like you can be very hard on yourself. Some people are not. So, some people are not. It's true. Everybody's like, some oh people, my god, I'm, awesome. I'm doing so awesome. In my experience, that's some. In my experience, that is the minority. I, I mean, that is, that is minority. I mean, less than fifty percent. That's minority, right? So forty nine. <laughs> no, no, no. no I, th- I think it's less. I think there's always the, the typical delusional person that is like they think they sh- they shit rainbows yes. and they just like you know it's like wow I am the best thing that has walked on, on the earth. Um, yes, this the, the, this that person, but many, 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 many people are just so harsh negative themselves. with themselves. They are so harsh and. And I think handstand invites you to be that harsh on yourself because you just like, you know, it's a lot of repetition over and over and just drilling yourself, doing one more time, one more, one more. And it's, I don't know, it's just, it's like the perfect, you know, territory to actually just become such a demanding and in a, 
in an unhealthy way demanding with yourself and never acknowledging the good things that you did like you know a couple of good tries that you did your hands or something and you only focus on the negative and I didn't do this and I didn't do this and I couldn't hold my handstand for more than 15 seconds or 10 seconds or, or two seconds or I couldn't balance at all today and you focus only on that and that is actually pretty damaging to your journey you know and eventually it's gonna make you sad Stop and, enjoying it. and depressed and you're not gonna enjoy it so if nothing else that you know you leave today with listen to this don't like, be an ass to yourself <laughs> yes yeah that's that's one one Stop way being an ass. that's one way to put it but acknowledge the good things that you've done that day and if that voice in your mind like i have many people do have that tells you no this is you're not good enough that wasn't good enough that was not okay thank you for your feedback but you're not going to take over the whole thing today. It's not. You're not going to kill my spirit. You're not. Like, fuck you. Don't kill my spirit. I'm, you're, you're not going to kill me. Maybe. Today Today is not the day that you win. I, I mean, will survive. I will survive one more day. I will survive. <laughs> one more day. One more day. I'm going to try one more day. I'm going to be happy and enthusiastic. I'm going to do one more day. It's so important, I'm telling you, because I've been doing this for many, 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 many years. And it's just so easy to fall down that path. Besides the fear, the frustration, and all that, you just get on this path of just really not acknowledging anything good that, you, that you're doing that day. And mm -hmm. I'm not saying look at, oh, I did all this and this and this and this, so, so great. But you have to, just as, as you focus on the negative aspects of mm -hmm. what happened, I could improve this line, I could have done this, I could have done that. Okay, then what good things did you do as well? You have to force yourself. I think we're in a society right now that because there's just so much perfection, everyone uses. You will go on, on Instagram and you say all these crazy handstanders or, or circus people or something. And then you just, it makes you think that you're not good enough. And what you do is not good enough. And so there's nothing worse for your self-esteem for your brain and why nervous system why would i even try and you get into that spiral of depression and then like or just apathy like i don't, I don't care i'm just i'm not gonna uh, i don't care because it's, it's never gonna be it's never gonna be good enough so i might not even try like and you just just cutting your wings but, i mean then you're doing it for the wrong reasons because i'm it, there's two there's two things that i i would say to that one is that you are not doing it to have fun. You're doing it for an objective. Like, my objective is I want to be able to do handstands. But most people do it like that. Stop. They, they want to I'm balance. Saying, I'm saying that you should stop. That is, a, that is the, the wrong way to start. I want to do it because I have fun doing handstands. Yeah, everyone has their own reasons. But, which is, I'm I, saying that they are I wrong. <laughs> I don't agree. I, am, I don't agree with you. It's okay. You can disagree and you're still wrong. <laughs> And they are still wrong, and I'm just right in general. Okay, but okay. now, in precisely at this moment, I'm just right. So, like saying, I want to do handstands. I'm doing this to do handstands because I have a goal. I'm going to achieve my goals. Wrong. Wrong. That's the wrong thing to do. Like, that is giving you 
a completely illusionary, delusionary, delusioning, like thing in the future that doesn't really exist, that you don't know what is going to happen, blah, 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 and it's taking you out from now. What you can have now is fun. If you can figure out how to have fun doing now, the exercises today of what you're doing now, and you have fun now, then you'll keep doing it tomorrow. Because there's, I mean, there's no tomorrow. It's like an illusion in your mind. Yeah, right? well, I, can, I kind of agree, agree and disagree with Still, you. I, I disagree you can, with you. You can be wrong. Because it's you okay. can have short-term and long-term goals. You can but have okay, short-term but memory okay. and long-term memory. Right? <laughs> okay, that's so, fine. Keep going. What, so, and then what, what, what else were you going to say? And then the other thing is that there's a whole component of ignorance that plays here. Because one is, luckily, we have no idea how long it's going to really take you or take us to do a handstand. Right. Yeah. Somebody, you, somebody comes in, you go to the teacher, say like, uh, hey, teacher, I want to do this. Like, uh, so how long do you think it's like uh, uh, two years? And then you go, oh, whoo, two years. Okay, I can do that, I can do that. And then two years later, you come back and say, so how long? Mm, two more years. <laughs> <laughs> right? right? Yeah. So, I mean, because if somebody came you, to you and said like, right away, like, how long is it going to take? Four years. Oh, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, I'm not going to do that. But I mean, because they don't tell you how long it's really going to take. They look at your face. They say, okay, so how long can I tell this motherfucker? And they will still do it. Like, I think I can pull off two years. That face, mm, two years. <laughs> you have a two years face. So they tell you, two years. And then somebody comes in and says, you have a one year face. One year for you. You're going to do it in one year. It's like, okay, they can do it. What kind of face do I have? Because the first time I, I, I was... What did I tell was, you? I, I was with Mauro. What did he, tell you? He, two years, he, right? He, no. You have a two years face? He told me, he told me, he told me, there's people that actually never do it. Oh my God. He loves you. <laughs> he's, he's like, maybe, maybe you'll do it. Maybe you'll do it. But there's a, there is a possibility that you will never do a one-arm handstand. That is the most honest teacher on the <laughs> face of the earth. <laughs> I love and him. And he really loves you. Yeah. Right yeah. away. So he saw in my face, that, I, face that, like, I would, that I would never quit. That exactly. I would never. I'm like, no, I don't care. I would Just go. He give it to me. He told me one year. <laughs> he told Maybe six months. He said, "I see potential in you. I see you were not on the on the phone right there on the on the on the, on the, on the, on the computer. Yeah, it was just the, me, and me call, and him. Yeah. And I told, "Hey, Mario, what if I try?" And he said, "For you, Moises, one year tops." <laughs> so he saw you. Yeah, exactly. He saw that you, you had a one year face. He saw my potential and he saw my one year face. <laughs> all right, all right. And that's it. Very, very good. No. But then the the whole ignorance also plays. Uh, it, it plays for good because you don't know, so you start. And you don't know it's going to take four years, really, not two. So you don't know. So you don't become like, I cannot handle four years. And you do everything to your head, in your head. Like, oh my God, I will never be able to do four years of this shit. But I can do two. So in two, you keep going. And when you finish two, ah, okay, so two more. And then by, by breaking it in chunks, right, you're, you're, you allow yourself, your mind allows yourself to, to be able to, to keep going, right? But at the same time, you don't know how much it really takes. It's, it's going to take you, 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 your body, your conditions, your mind, your practice, the amount of hours you put in, how much, whatever your processes are, how long it's going to take you. So you don't know when the end of the road is. And that is a very uncomfortable thing to do. Because if you know, okay, I have to, whatever the thing is, right? But I know that I am done in four weeks. Your brain works one way. You do something, da, 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 but you don't know how long it's going to take. Even if in reality it's going to be two more weeks, 
less than the four that you know, it's going to be so much more uncomfortable not knowing the end. I think that that plays against you. So that is why I'm saying that you really have to stop having the goals. Like the goal is not going to help you because the goal is going to say, I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. Fuck the goal. Have fun now. My brain is not, it's not like that wire at, at all. Like if, if they had told me, if he had told me, I would say four years to do a one-arm handstand. And my brain would be like, oh my God, like this, it's already four years minus one day. So, you know, four years minus a month. We're already one year into this or two years. And like, oh my God, we, we so just have would, like... You would feel the pressure because you have to get it done in four years. Yes. You would not be like, oh my God, four years. I only have to do three more years and 364 days and I will have it. So you're not certain that you will have it at the end of the four it's years. It's true. It's true. It's true. Maybe. You, you're certain that somebody's going to take it away from you. It's After true. the four years, I will I, not perform. I, I will not be up to the expectations of myself. Exactly. I would not be up to the expectations of my teacher, my mentor, or, He's or a myself. He's or myself, or, or myself. He's a genius. But if I did tell me, maybe, you know, people, some people never... Never, and there's a possibility that you will never do it. I'm like, oh my God. I can then, relax now. I can relax then. It's okay. Then if I, if I never do it, it's okay. Because okay. there's people that never, that I'm have one of never, them. I'm, I'm one of them. And if I have a little victory, I'm like, oh, it looks, it looks like I'm I not. I may not be in that I group. I may not be. I may not be. I may not be in Moises' group. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm the one year. I may not be. I am between one year and never. I, I may not be in, in that group that is, that is never going to make it, you know. So it just, it's a big win. So I don't know. I mean, to me, that, that's how, how my brain operates. And I just don't like to, because I, I feel like it's already so stressed by nature, in my own nature, in my own being on a daily basis, that if I add any more extra stress, I don't take it well. I mean, it's just it's terrible. So why would I want to stress myself even more? Like, you have to nail this. Most people get it in three years, four years, you know, and, but he said, for women it's harder, this and that, or, you know, for some women it's harder. And I'm like, oh my God. Then I, I, I would start thinking and, and evaluating everything from that perspective. But if I know that it's, you know, I'll, I may never do it. And when I was trying to do handstand, I always thought I would never do it for the longest time. I'm never going to be without a wall doing a handstand, nice. you know, never. Like, it's just, no. Even when I learned how to fall, I just couldn't catch my balance. I'm like, okay, I'm just, I'm never actually going to do this. It's okay. I'm okay with that. And the same thing, I, I approach, like, so many more complex asanas, you know, complex postures, like back bends or something, or hip openers, or uh, I might never do this. It's okay, you know. It's just, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put the work today. I'm going to do today what I can, and I keep going. But there's a peace, there's a zen, zenness in, of it in in uh, getting rid of the goal. Yeah, <gasps> you're so zen. <laughs> you, so you so you were you you're, were right. You're zen AF. Yeah, you you were I right. Said about the episode. You, you were zen right. AF. You were right. So yeah, so yeah. that's that that's it. That's it. But yeah, it was so so it's a good. Do you want to talk anything more? You no, want to say any, anything? People. Any anything more? It's too long. No. I think it's. I'm done talking. It's, it was a good conversation so that people can, you know, figure out yeah. what, what what's stopping them, you good know, stuff. what fears you or no excuses now. Belie- beliefs or, you know, what is it going on that... And breathe into your belly. 
they, 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 can, they, can, they can work on. They can work on. Okay. All right. All right. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Thank you. This is Carmen. And Moises. And I'll see you in the next one. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.